Hi, this is Peter Truck. I'll be next on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It is time once again for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zimmerak, and this is episode 138. And this, of course, is your weekly look at what's upcoming for movies, remakes, sequels, TV and movie DVD releases, and our interview segment with someone from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we have Peter Tork of the Monkees. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes right here at On Screen and Beyond. It's going to be a great interview because Peter, of course... Uh, back in the 60s, was a member of the Monkees. They had a TV show. They toured all over the world. They had mega hit records and it, it, great stuff going on. And it's all coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, why don't we get right into uh, what's coming away as far as remakes next right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like currently in development, there is a big screen version of the video game Halo, and it's set now for 2012 to be released. And Sam Worthington is set to remake an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. He will star in Commando with a 2011 release on that one, and a remake of sorts in development for 2013 is the release of The Hardy Men. Now, this is an updated version of The Hardy Boys, okay, all those books they had there, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's as the young guys have grown up, and it's going to star Tom Cruise and Ben Stiller, so it's going to be a comedy, and we'll see how that one works out, and uh, like I said, that's currently in development. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a look at upcoming movies next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming movies, well, it looks like a film called Machine Man, about a tech firm engineer who uses titanium to upgrade his body, finds himself being sought after by people who want his inventions. That sounds va vaguely familiar. I don't know. You can look for that one in 2012. And it looks like Jack Nicholson and Philip Seymour Hoffman are rumored to be starring in Americana, which is in development. It's about an 1860s Confederate soldier, farmer, slave owner who flees the Civil War for Brazil and finds new love, but he can't escape his past. And that one you can look for in December of 2012. And look for Miley Cyrus to star in So Undercover in 2011. It's an action comedy as a tough, street-smart private eye is hired by the FBI to go undercover in a college sorority. Well, that's about it for upcoming movies. Next, we're going to look at sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, well, it looks like Kick-Ass 2 is going to be called Balls to the Wall and has been given a 2012 release date. And also... Another one that's being uh, worked on is Kill Bill Volume 3 with Uma Thurman and Daryl Hannah, and it's now slated for a 2014 release. So that one's going to be coming a, a ways away here. And let's see, Skyline 2 is already in the treatment outline stage, and it's already listed for a 2012 release. So we'll see how that one works out. Next on On Screen to be on TV on DVD. <laughs> Well,
Well, your TV DVD picks. It looks like the complete season two of The Virginian will be coming to stores on December 21st in a special edition collector's tin. And FX's Justified, the complete first season, will be on DVD on January 25th. And on November 23rd, you can pick up Batman Beyond, the complete series. It's a nine-disc limited edition set. Okay, next on On Screen to Beyond, movies coming your way on DVD. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Movies on DVD, well, it looks like the horror film Let Me In will arrive on DVD on February 1st, 2011. And I Spit on Your Grave comes to DVD on February 8th, 2011. And look for Jack Goes Boating with Philip Seymour Hoffman as it lands on DVD on January 18th, 2011. That's about it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, excuse me, we have been trying and trying and trying by requests that have been coming in to get one of the monkeys or some of the monkeys or all of the monkeys on the show. Well, we finally, we've, we've been in talks with all of them. Uh, we just haven't been able to work any dates out. But Peter Tork is here. That's right. Peter Tork is coming your way in just a minute. Peter, of course, was on the monkeys. He was part of the band and everything. And, and, and he's going to talk about all those things. He's a great guy. It's coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Joining me today on On Screen and Beyond is a musician whose group in the 1960s had four number one Billboard albums and they had multiple top 40 hits. And, of course, they had a TV show and worldwide concert tours. Today, he tours with his band, Shoe Suede Blues. It's Peter Tork. Peter, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, man. How you doing? Great. And, and I was trying to think of what was the name of that group you were in back in the 60s. It's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Junkie. The, 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 the Chimpanzee. No, no, no. The, 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 oh, I don't the, know. The Monkeys. The Monkeys. That's what it was. The <laughs> Of course, your terriers. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, I'm joking because uh, now you guys were rivaling the Beatles back then. They tell me that we actually outsold the Beatles and the Stones combined, but um, I don't think that would have been all that hard to do. It at you know some particular moments, the Stones and the Beatles were like between albums, mm-hmm. and um, uh, <clears throat> and we might have been uh, on top of a record at that point. So it, it could happen. Everybody watched your show. It was such a, you know so much fun to watch that show. Why, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you had fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> were no, you guys? I just didn't you? Didn't really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> so well, you never know because you know people. Every time we interview somebody, we find out something different that you know people don't really know as we go along. So, um, right. But uh, now I'd like to start off, if you don't mind, uh, with your current uh, group that you're touring with. I thought uh, you'd never ask. <laughs> now, and, and I knew I thought I was going to blow this when I said the name because I automatically go to blue suede shoes, but it's shoe suede blues. That's right. 
Yeah. Uh, now, how did you come up with that, that name? Well, it was just a reversal of the song name. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was just to, I don't know, actually, I just thought of it as kind of as a joke. And uh, I, I went away, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, the, and I came back from a, a little short trip, and the guy said, well, we've chosen that name. That's the name of the band. I went, what? As like I said, I didn't. I wasn't so sure of it myself, um, but uh, there it is. And uh, what the heck? Yeah, that it reminds us. Reminds me of a time when uh, blues and pop and country and rock and rockabilly, rockabilly, and uh, you know, and 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 uh, pablum pop and all those things were all on the same radio station. I know that's it, it's changed so much now that uh, yeah, in that respect. Yeah, but that was it was good to hear all the different type of music back then, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, so so this is a whole mixture of all those types of things still. No, no, we don't uh, we don't play much uh, much straight country. We're basically a blues blues based band. Uh, some rockabilly, uh, some early R and B, some straight Chicago blues. Half a dozen songs from uh, what was the name of that group again? What was the name of that group? The, oh, yeah, those to. yeah, those four guys there, the the, yeah, the monkeys. Those other three. <laughs> Me and those other three. I was in with those other three guys, um, and um, we. Um, so I do maybe a half a dozen songs. Not all of them exactly as they were done uh, on the original, but mm-hmm. uh, in the original days. But but uh, recognizably, I think for the most part, um, and um, and some genuine get down, low down. Rackin' old blues, yeah. prime prime blues. That that too. Now, what instrument are you playing in the band? Mostly guitar, some keys, some some uh, little bit of organ, a little bit of piano. Yeah. So so you you really know how to play a lot of different. I mean, you're not just like a a, a, a bass player or, or guitar, <laughs> you know you're every you do everything, right? You know, some drummer friends of mine say, "Well, I'm not really a musician, but I hang out with them." <laughs> um. Uh, um I, I guess so. I I, um, I played. I took piano for five years in theory and in, in uh, uh, high school and college and French horn in high school and French college. French horn, and wow. Bass came now, and uh, you know, and I was playing guitar in pretty short order. And uh, bass came pretty easily once you know how to play guitar. Bass comes along, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, and the five string banjo because it was the folk instrument of the day, and you know, it was, that was so classy and. Uh, I still play that from now, time to time. Isn't that very difficult? I hear it's v- very difficult to play a banjo. Is that true? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're good at it. So. Hey, you put you put two years into it, you'll be the same place as everybody else who puts two years into it, and it's, you know, um, and the same thing with guitar. I, mean, I don't know. What do you judge it by? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a hump to get over. The initial uh, frailing thing you do that took a little bit of attention to get that. Yeah. Uh, and picking takes a little bit of attention to get started on and takes some some concentration, but that's true of any instrument. True, yeah. yeah. Now, do you have a preference of which one you like, the, which instrument you like the best? No, 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 no. Each one is, uh, I like each instrument for what it can do. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as influences, uh, when you were young, growing up? My favorite's mostly Pete Seeger, I think, really. Pete Seeger, yeah. Yeah, he was, he's always been my hero, hmm. uh, musically. Um and, and and as an entertainer and as a as a person, you know, um, I haven't followed followed in his footsteps any particularly, except uh, to get the banjo. Uh, but uh, but he's always been something special. Um, and uh, uh, other than that, it's just been various odd folk singers. When I hear a singer that sounds really good to me, I go, "Gee, that sounds really good to me." Hmm. Bob Gibson, um, it's really a very bluesy 
a pop sing pop folk singer. Um, I don't know. Oh, gosh, all those cats that came up in my village days. Yeah. Uh, trading licks with uh, Roger McGuinn, then Jim McGuinn, and mm-hmm. Richie Havens, and I don't know. Dylan had just left the village when I was uh, coming in. Um, I don't know. So you you were playing with all these people back then. Uh huh. That's amazing. And 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 since, since particularly. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys were good friends, right? We're pretty good friends. Yep. How about uh, you were playing back with all those people back then, and you've played with numerous people, you know, since then. Uh, is there anybody who you were thrilled to be able to play with that person, is it to jam with them? I think it would have to be Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix? Hendrix? Yeah. He was the, uh, he was the most... Uh, uh, he was the most wonderful musician coupled with the sweetest man. Um, if, if there was another guy that was as good as Jimmy but was, like, nasty, then who would want to play with him, you know? True. Uh, unless you thought that uh, you could play with him and, and not have to talk to him or something. But Jimmy was a doll. You know, uh-huh. he was just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And uh, so uh, to jam with him, even even only a little bit, really, uh, was, uh, but it was just... Wonderful. He was a, just a great gentleman, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm really sorry that he's gone. Oh yeah, the, you know, so many of them went went too soon. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. How did you hear about getting into the monkeys? How did I hear about it? How, or how did you get, come about getting the part? Uh, Steve Stills told me to go try out. Mm-hmm. I tried out. And then you did. Did you have to do? A, did they film you? You know, to to see how you were on camera and that type oh, yeah. of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. They they. Uh, they did a thing called the personality test where they just asked questions and let me answer. And then they did a, then they did a, a real screen test, uh, scripted, directed, camera action, movement, follow, hit your mark here, say these lines. Yeah. Now, did you know any of the other monkeys bef- you know, before yeah. the show yeah, Mike itself? Mike Nesmith was the, uh, was the uh, uh, sort of the MC of the Hootenanny at the Troubadour mm-hmm. in, uh, in West Hollywood. Um, and uh, and we knew each other from from our hootenanny days. Oh, he was the uh, he was the MC, as I said. And I I would uh, I went up to went over to to play at the at the Troubadour as often as I could. Huh. So you, so you guys didn't have the span of time to learn to how everybody worked together. And you guys oh, kind well, of no, it. you don't know anything about anybody from that. We started from scratch, really. There oh, really? No for it. Yeah. Huh. Now, d- you were the most musically talented of all the the other monkeys, right? I dispute that. Oh, okay. Well, w- why, why is that? I mean, that's what I've heard. Well, what I what I told you earlier is is uh, is the is the story. I was the best trained. Yes. Uh, I I had the you know, um, I had the best uh, ear for um, you know. You played a chord. I could tell you what voicing it was. What was the what were the pit not. Uh, I didn't have absolute pitch, but uh, I could tell you, uh, uh, I could give you an idea of the color of the chord, and I knew a lot about that kind of thing, the theory and the technicalities mm-hmm. of the stuff. But when you say musically talented, uh, you have to talk about those other three guys at least in the same breath. I'm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know that I was the second or third best talent in the group. Those other guys were very, very good musicians, just innately. Mm-hmm. A wonderful pitch, wonderful time. Mickey, uh, Davey, and, and Mike had both great pitch and great time, and those two things are very important aspects of musicianship. Yeah, and you don't uh, that you don't come by that 
without without talent. Yeah. And uh, Nicky was a campfire guitar player and had a a single out before uh, before the monkeys. Uh, oh, I didn't know, you know that. He, he he could bang on the guitar. Huh. Um, and uh, Davy picked up the guitar very readily when he chose to. It was just no no problem for him. Okay, I'll put my fingers here. I'll do that. Oh, so and, so they all had some training, some not necessarily training, but some ability. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Everybody was musical. Very, I think, really. Uh, like I said, I don't I don't know that I was the second or third most musical in the bunch. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, why was the decision made that you guys wouldn't play the music? Well, we were making a TV show. Right. They had to get some records out, and they had a gang of people who could, uh, who could be counted on to do that right. Uh, so we, um, uh, the, the, at first, and first, furthermore, at first we didn't know how to make a TV show. So we were five days a week making a half-hour TV show. True, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when we got down to three, four, four and three days, and sometimes less than that, uh, we had a little more time, and we were uh, readier to take on the chore of making the records. We knew a little bit more about how to make a record. And uh, so we, the third album we made mm-hmm. was us. The first two albums, uh, they were made for us uh, because they had to get the records out and they, get, they had to get the TV show made. Right, yeah, they just not enough time to, to do everything, I guess, yeah. Huh. That's one feature of it. Yeah, yeah. And really, they chose a bunch of guys who uh, had certain um, qualities that they wanted, and knowing that there were qualities that they were missing, maybe as a result, they didn't want showbiz kids so much. Yeah, Mickey was a showbiz kid. Right, he was, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, right, but we um, and Davey um, became um, became show busy, but uh, Mike and I weren't at all, and they wanted some of that. They wanted a little, a little difference, a little bit of um, a little bit of edge, like you know where we were a little bit scared. So that, um, they thinking that showbiz boys would just be too um, too cool, too mm. too. Um, to underplay everything. Gee, that's right, Joe. Let's go. You know, right. Hey, man, let's go. Oh my God. Whereas, you know, you're scary. Yeah. What comes from um, from being an amateur? You overplay things, and that's what they wanted. So. Hmm. Yeah. Now we've had um, a lot of guests on our show, and um, some of them I found out that they actually were guests on your show. And after we talked about it, uh, I remember those episodes. Uh, recently, we had Richard Keel. Now I don't know if you remember Richard. Oh yeah. Yeah, Richard, but played a monster on your show. I remember uh-huh. that, and you guys were training him to to play music or something. <laughs> that was the idea. Yeah, he was going to be a rock. Yes. A rock in, a rock uh, a rock and roll star. Mm-hmm. And can you see Richard at, at six nine swinging a little <laughs> guitar around? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, uh, another person we had on the show was uh, Ron Masak. He played uh, Count Dracula on the Monkees on one wow. episode. Do That's you, right. Do you remember Ron? Uh huh. Yeah, 
Yeah. So uh, we've had, we've had. And I think there were a couple others too, but I just can't remember. You know, mm-hmm. those people. But uh, um, now, is it true that you guys were offered the song "Sugar Sugar"? But you guys refused well, it. Well, I suppose I don't. I, I, I um, yeah, I guess so. Were they th- constantly throwing different songs at you and say, you know, do you want this? Do you want that? Is that how it was going, or did they make the decisions? Or well, the first, like I said, the first the albums first. were made pretty much uh, without much input. I mean, one of us was always singing lead, right? Yeah, but uh, we didn't have an awful lot of input into the first two albums. And yeah, we did the third album. In fact, we did the third album ourselves. And we did a bunch of, uh, of of songs that they that the uh, that the music publishers wanted us want, had lined up for us. Uh, by the time we were about ready for the fourth album, we were beginning to stretch our wings. We thought we were playing some real music, and they offered us Sugar Sugar. And while I actually think it's a pretty good record, Sugar Sugar, mm-hmm. and uh, deserves its place in the bubblegum pop pantheon. Uh, we were not doing that kind of music exactly anymore. Right. Yeah. And, you had changed, uh, yeah. and we were on to other things, and so we said no thanks. Yeah. And um, now, like I said, you you rivaled the Beatles, uh, you know, back then. Uh, did you ever actually get to meet them? Sure. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a. We were in London touring on the tour, and I don't know who set it up with whom, but there, there came an occasion when. Uh, we went to this club that they used to hang out at, and they joined us there. Or at least three of them joined three of us. Hmm. I think Mike was not with us, and Ringo was not with them. But uh, John, Paul, and George came over, and I'd met George once before at Mama Cass's house, uh-huh. uh, who was a friend, of, a bit of a friend of mine. Um, I was dating her sister at the time, uh, <laughs> um, who is incidentally still a good friend of mine, Leah, Leah Kunkel is. Mm-hmm. A fabulous lawyer in uh, Northampton, Mass., not far from where I live. Oh, yeah. And um, so anyway, we met. I'd already met George, and uh, uh, John and Paul were there too. And it was fun. We had some laughs, um, but um, didn't uh, nothing much came of it. We didn't go anywhere. Didn't jam or anything. Uh, not there. No, there weren't any instruments. Uh, I later jammed with Ringo uh, once, not too uh, not too much longer, too much later. And I, um, I think I have to say I count Ringo a friend. Really? Yeah. Not a deep friend. Not you know we don't call each other up all the time. And right. Ask after you know and, and catch up on the day or the week or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm always glad to see him. He's always glad to see me. We have a hug and, and just a few uh, a few lines. Uh, we have some things in common which are worth checking on. And, and uh, I was at his show not too long ago, just before his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To wish him a happy birthday and so and so. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, now, uh, recently you've had uh, some health issues. Um, I have. Is everything going well now? Or? Yes, thank you. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm uh, uh, currently uh, in uh, in total remission. We have no no clue that there's any uh, recurrence, whatever, of a of a kind of a cancer called adenoid cystic carcinoma that I had carved out of me. About uh, well, it was a year ago. Last it'd be two years this coming March, um, and uh, apparently a little radiation to try to check it in case it was uh, interested in going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, uh, no no noise whatsoever about it. I've been just been to New York uh, four or five times to have been checked up on, and it's clear as a bell. Great, that's good to hear. I'm, yeah, I'm, it is. I'm, I'm happy I'm for actually, you. 
And apparently I'm singing better than ever. People are telling me that. So that's that's a good thing. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> doctor, doctor, after I get this operation, will I be able to sing? <laughs> yes, of course you will. Gee, that's funny. I never could before. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, you always say, well, I loved hearing when, when you sang songs on the monkeys. It was always always good to hear you. Thank you. Touring with Shoe Suede Blues. Yep. Um, you guys are out. Are you out now? Uh, you know, Not at this very moment as we speak. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but depending on uh, when this gets uh, uh, played out, um, I might be. Um, I'm playing, I'm doing a quick a quick tour of, of uh, what looks like the Midwest to me. Um Cleveland and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, no Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, Cleveland and Cincinnati, in that order, mm-hmm. and then back home, um, just a quickie, an out and in, um, few local things where I live in Connecticut. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Now you're also making an appearance in um, uh, I can't remember that it's one of these conventions, uh, signing conventions in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's called uh, uh, Mega... Super Mega Fest. Yes, in, yes. In Boston Super Mega Fest. And it's, which is not in Boston, it's in Framingham. Framingham, yeah. And, uh, you know, all of these are on the petertork.com website, and you can check them out there. That's what I was going to ask you, a, a website. Mr. Mrs. Web, uh, website attention, attender. Mm-hmm. And what, what I'll do is I'll put a link so people can just, when they're at our website, they can just click on it. It'll take them right to your website so they can find out where you're touring, where you're going to be making appearances. And appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Yep. And, uh, it's right there, the little uh, Sonic Bids uh, display. Um, being uh, where Woonsocket, uh, uh, Woonsocket, uh, Rhode Island, um, um, Bordentown, New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, coming up um, day after Thanksgiving. Ah, okay. So like that, people people get the word out and get a chance to go see you and. Uh... Have a good time, I'm sure. That's the idea. Yeah, and now now Shoe Suede Blues has a website too, also, don't they? Uh, we do. Uh, dot com. Okay. And uh, myspace.com forward slash Peter Tork and Shoe Suede Blues. Mm-hmm. But oh. all of those are on the Peter Tork website too. Yep. We'll put, like I said, we'll put links there so people can get to it. I got two quest- two quick questions here. I, I always end with this, so I got. <laughs> What are your what are your favorite TV shows of all time? Not not necessarily ones you were in, but you know, well, just things you enjoy watching. Uh, gosh, uh, I sure enjoyed Hill Street Blues when I was uh, yeah back in the day when that was the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, Boston Legal was one I tried not to ever miss. It's a funny show. William Shatner was just brilliant on it. James Spader too. Wonderful, oh, yeah. wonderful stuff going on. At its best, it was one of the great shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, uh, uh, gosh, you know, uh, uh, back in the old days, the Steve Allen Club, uh, the Steve Allen Show, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, gosh, there's so many, uh, shows that, uh, um, that, uh, that, that figured from my youth. I don't even, I don't, can't even begin to list them all. <laughs> You're just going to have to let it go with that. That's fine. And what about movies? What's, what's your favorite movies? You know there was a movie called Mao to Mozart, okay. which featured Isaac Stern in China, and uh, they it was uh, it was later uh, there was a, a, a it was re released with a follow up. He went back there twenty years later or something like that, um, and it's so good about music and uh, a little bit about uh, history um, and a few other odds and ends. Just lovely movie um, and. Um, 
that was one of the great movies. Uh, and, and, you know, um, The Maltese Falcon, maybe. Classic, yes, that's a classic. Yep. yep. Um, as, uh, uh, maybe that, maybe just that one particular, Casablanca was a lot of fun for the same reason, kind yeah. of, almost. Speaking of movies, did, did, did you enjoy Making Head, the, the, the monkeys movie? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I you... don't know, it was, uh, it wasn't, uh, it was, it was, um, I wasn't as into it as I was making the, the monkeys uh, episodes. Maybe we should have made an episode after all. We said we didn't want to, but yeah, huh? So you, you guys met Jack Nicholson for that. That he was part of that, right? Yeah, he was in. He wrote and co- co-wrote and co-produced. Yeah, and did you meet Jack Nicholson just through? I mean, he wasn't famous at that time, but uh, right, just through acquaintances or That's something. Well, because he was there, he was on the set, uh-huh. directing. I mean, helping direct and and uh, talking about what he'd written and. And being himself, so yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, Peter, I, I thank you so much for taking the time, and it's been an honor to talk to you. I, you know, have always loved watching the monkeys and everything, and your music. It's it's always it's part of it's part of our history. Thank you, thank you so much. It's been good talking to you too, Brian. Hey, hey, it's Peter Turk of the Monkeys. We want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. A lot of fun having him on the show. And uh, we, it's just nice to hear all the stuff. It's such a thrill because, I mean, you know, hey, he's one of the monkeys. And that's about it. So that's another wrap for On Screen and Beyond. Uh, next week, we'll have another great guest coming your way. Until then, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Take care.